want to thank you to our praise and worship team and the extended Curry family. If you enjoyed our, our team this morning, would you just give them a round of applause and thanks? And if you have your, your bulletins and you want to take notes and follow along, I want to encourage you to do that. We're talking about legacy today. This is a special Sunday in the life of Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene, and we've been walking through our faith journey, doing our part to help build the kingdom of God in Pike County through Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene in so many ways. And today's a special day for multiple reasons. But one of those reasons is because we're going to pause today for a moment to discuss the legacy of Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. We're going to discuss how we continue to be a church that God can use for His legacy right here in Pittsfield. And I want us to look at God's Word this morning to, to drive our conversation today, if you will. So if you would turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3 is where we're going to be today. We're going to have it on the screen for you in just a moment, but if you like to follow along in, in God's Word, I encourage you to do so this morning as well. Ephesians chapter 3, we're hearing from, from Paul as he writes to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going to begin reading with verse number 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him... Be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Amen. Legacy is something that we talk about usually when someone dies or passes away. We talk about legacy as something that's in the past, but Lately, as I've thought about this term, as I've thought about what a legacy really is, my eyes have been opened to something new about legacy. And I want you just to walk this journey with me this morning for just a moment. If you're taking notes, you can jot this down. But this is what legacy really means as I've been studying this lately. Legacy is about life and living. Legacy is about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. You see, there have been many times that I've personally associated this term legacy with something that's gone, something that is no more. And, and that is true, and that is a part of legacy. We, we remember the past. We remember those things that have taken place. But legacy is not something that we just look back on. Legacy is something more. Legacy is about life and living. If we're going to really look at what legacy means, as many of you know, if you've, if, you've, if you've listened under my preaching for too long now, you know I like to define things and make sure we understand what we're talking about. So the question comes up, what really is a legacy? And so I looked it up to make sure that I wasn't leading us astray. Legacy, this is what the, the definition of legacy is. Legacy is to send as an ambassador. 
to send as an ambassador, it also means this. Legacy is something that is handed down from one generation to another. To me, as I read those things, to me, there is nothing about those definitions that say a legacy can only happen after the fact. But instead, legacy is something that we currently live out in our present life. If legacy is going to be about life and living right now, then what does Scripture tell us about how we're supposed to do that? I believe this text is vitally important in how we're supposed to live this out. But I also believe it highlights some things that we need to be very careful with this morning. And I want to point those out to us before we go any further from our text this morning. If you still have it pulled up, you can look at this. And I want to point out some key words here. Our text says, Paul's writing to the church and he says, Now to him. In my translation, that him is capitalized. It's referring to God. Now to God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Let me pause there for just a minute. There are times in our life where we think legacy is too big for us. Legacy is something that we cannot do. We are not good enough for. Our text this morning tells us, guess what? There's good news. You don't need to do it on your own. Amen? Legacy is about Him, God, who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to His power. His power that is at work within us. That's good news this morning, folks. That you and I, we, this, this may come out wrong and I don't intend it to be come out wrong, but you and I don't have the power to live a legacy that God intends us to live on our own. If we are going to live and continue to live out a legacy, we must do it according to His power in our life. Amen? And, and I don't know about you, but my mind can go wild sometimes. I can, I can think some, some crazy, immeasurable, and unimaginable things in my life. And I wonder, you know what, why would God allow those those thoughts. We just talked about thoughts and our thinking and how we live that out. Why would he allow those things to come into my mind? I've had this, this ongoing thought in my life that, that drives me nuts sometimes. And here it is, very simply. I have this thought in my mind that I could actually make a difference in this world. Does anybody else have that crazy, unimaginable thought? Amen. Well, guess what? There's times when I wake up that I don't want my feet to hit the ground because I'm not ready for the day. Because in my own strength and power, I'm not doing immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. But I've got to say, God, I need you in my life. I need you to work within me. And as Paul is telling us and he's reminding us, God is able to do far more with our lives if we live in his power and we begin to live a life of legacy. Amen? Let's look at this a little bit closer as well as God sends us out to live a life of legacy. What does it look like to have life and living a legacy? The first thing is that we need to know is we need to know that in order to live a legacy now, we must learn from the past. We must learn from the past. In, in the book of Romans, chapter 15, we read these things from Paul as well. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us 
so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. For everything that was written, we receive instructions and encouragement. You know, I've, I've heard a saying over the years, and I don't know who to give credit to it, credit for this saying too. So if you know this person or how where this came from, please let me know. But there's a saying, and many of you probably heard it as well, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. When I hear that saying, I think, you know what? We're just going to kind of go through the motions. We're going to just keep living the same life. We're going to keep having the same thing happen over and over and over. We're going to repeat history again. And that's one way to take that, that saying, that quote. But another way that God has been shaping that in my life recently is there's nothing new under the sun. So in other words, let's open up our eyes and our minds to be able to learn from what's happened in the past. Amen? I don't know who originally said that, but I believe Paul is writing to us as he's writing this letter to the church in Rome saying, everything that was written is for us to be encouraged and to be educated by so that we can learn from the past and it will help us to live the legacy right now that God has called us to. You see, many of us, we've learned from our parents. Some of those things we've learned is either good or bad, depending on how we've been raised. I understand that. Many of us have learned things from our grandparents that even set a stage uh, for us that we didn't even realize was set for us. Godly parents and grandparents help us to learn from the past and be taught and encouraged on how to continue to live a life worth living, to live a life of legacy. So in order for us to live this life of legacy, we must learn from the past. But the second thing we must do is we must live in the present. We must live in the present. Paul writes again in 1 Corinthians, he says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Paul isn't writing this verse to us to discourage us, saying, you know what, only one person is going to get to heaven, so you might as well not even try. That's not what he's saying here. What he's really telling us is that we need to live in the present right now. We're all running the same race called life. Some of us may be going through the valley because of where we're at in our journey. And some of us may be on top of the hill ready to coast down to the bottom. I don't know where you're at. But here's the thing. As long as you're taking in breath this morning, you're currently living this race. You're currently living in the present right now, this very second. Right now. You live, you know, this has never happened. Right now. It's never happened. Right now. Nobody's, no, we don't need to call the paramedics, right? We're currently in the present right now. Do you get it? Right now. This never happened. Right now. This second has never happened. We're currently living it out. We're, we're running the race. And, and Paul is re encouraging us. He's writing this long ago so that we can learn from it, but so that we can realize there's a current state of life that we must continue to live out. We have purpose. We have meaning. We have a reason to run the race. I, I grew up playing sports and, and being athletic. And 
one of the things I struggle with in our in our society today as I've raised children to, to, to play sports is one thing that I just don't like is that everybody gets a trophy. I just don't like that. Yeah, you went out and you played and you had fun and that's that's important. I get that. But I don't think the Cubs and the Cardinals care about everybody getting a win or a loss. They're going out there to win. We play to win the game, as some coaches have said to their teams. And I want to say to you as your coach, if you will, today, if we are going to live a life of legacy for God today, yes, we've got to learn from the past, but we've got to live our life to win today. We've got to live in the present. We've got to be purposeful. We've got to run the race so that we can win the prize. Some people think that maybe they can't make a difference. Maybe you've grown up in your life and you've had too many what we label as generational curses. Well, my mom and dad didn't raise me right or I, was, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. There's no way that I can make a difference in my life. And we begin to believe those lies. We begin to, to live out those fulfillment of a life that is not a legacy. And those things are lies straight from the pit of hell. Because we are all called to run this race of life with God as our guide. He wants to give you His power to work within you no matter who your mom and dad was. No matter who your grandma or grandpa was. He's given you that same power that raised His Son from the dead you have the same power to live a life of legacy today. If we're given that same power, then I believe there's some of us today that we need to stop looking around, hoping that somebody else will step up. Hoping that somebody else will live the legacy. Hoping that somebody else will make a difference. Rather, we need to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and say, I want to live a life of legacy today. In order for us to live a life of legacy, we must learn from the past. But we have to live in the present. And right now, making a difference and an impact for God means that we're going to build for the future. The psalmist writes in Psalm 112, verse 2, says their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. As we continue to strive to live a life of legacy now, we must continue to set up building blocks and anchor points that will help future generations continue to be able to build on the life that we have lived. As I've been a pastor, I've never met uh, a seasoned adult, let's call them that, amen? All you seasoned adults say amen. Amen. Some of you aren't willing to admit it yet. That's okay. I, I've never met a seasoned adult that doesn't want their life to mean something after they're gone. And, and in order for that to happen, every one of us, Lord willing, is going to be a seasoned adult one day. And in order for us to get to that point, we've got to start building for that future now. We all have a reason and a, and, a, and, a, and a mission and a goal in life that if we're going to live a life of legacy, we can't just look at our neighbor and say, yeah, you got mine covered. I'll be all right. 
but rather we got to step up and start putting stakes in the ground and and setting stones in place and anchor points in our life that say, you know what, when I'm gone, the legacy and the life that I've lived, they can continue to build on this. It's important that if we're going to live a life of legacy, we continue to put building blocks in place to help the generation that's coming behind us. What an incredible calling it is to live a life of legacy. The life of legacy for many of us involves having a direct impact on our children right now. It involves having a direct impact on our grandchildren. But I want you to also know, as the psalmist wrote, yes, let's focus on our kids and our grandkids. But he goes on to say an entire generation can call themselves blessed. Wow. So my thought for each and every one of us this morning is this. Are you currently living a life of legacy now? If you are not, it's time to begin to ask God to help you to tap into His divine power that is within each and every one of us to live out His purpose for the life of legacy He's called you to. You can live a life that's immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. We just need to work and live in His power for our life. Amen? Today's a very special day because we as a church, Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene, places a stake in the ground to say we are going to be a church in Pike County that makes a difference for God. Amen? We're going to be a church that God can use to reach the hurt and the broken that need Jesus. We're going to be a church that continues to live a life of legacy now. That we've learned from the past. We're currently living it out and we will continue to build for the future. Today is also a very special reason for another reason. We want to take some time to honor some living legacies today. And the Church of the Nazarene, the denomination that we are a part of, is a global denomination. We are a church around the world. And one of the great things about being a church around the world is there are times when recognition takes place that is very special. And in the Church of the Nazarene, there is a, an award that is given to lay people, which may, basically means anybody who's not a pastor, who has lived really a life of legacy. And this award is the highest award in the Church of the Nazarene as a denomination, and it's called the Distinguished Service Award. This award is the highest honor in the Church of the Nazarene for any layperson to receive. We have many people in our congregation that have received this award, and we are blessed to continue to live a legacy with them. When someone is awarded this award by the denomination, it is an incredible honor, and it should be celebrated, and we've done that. But as a local church, I believe we can honor people for their continued service to the Lord by living a life of legacy continually right now. So today, <coughs> excuse me. So today we want to present the first ever 
Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene Legacy Award. You see, legacy is about life and living. Legacy is about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. The people we are honoring today have exemplified this very thing over many decades. In roughly 1969, Pastor John Ruzich made a call to a newly graduated couple to come back to Pittsfield to begin to serve in Christian ministry and service. Over the years of growing up in the church and learning from the past of their parents and grandparents, these people began to live out their life of legacy. Not only have they served and learned from the past, they continue to be a blessing to so many with their continued commitment to the Lord and their commitment to living out a life of legacy with the help of the Lord. They continue to make a lasting impact for all that they do in the church, in the community, and in places far-reaching. That we may never begin to see the immeasurably more that God is using them to do. And it is with great honor that on behalf of this congregation, Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene, and with direct consideration from the church board and the church staff, it is our privilege and honor to present the first ever on this Sunday, July 26, 2020, the Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene Legacy Award to Cleve and Suzanne Curry. and Suzanne, if they would, to come and join me on the platform. We've got quite a few, quite a few things for you this morning. Um, one special surprise, and I know it was a glimpse into their legacy, is uh, the fact that all of their children were helping us in worship this morning. And what an honor that has been for all of us to be a part of. We are so thankful for your service to the Lord, first and foremost, and to this church. I want to read this letter of recognition to you. On behalf of the congregation that is Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene, and with direct consideration from the church board and staff, it's our privilege and honor to present to you today, Sunday, July 26, 2020, the first ever Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene Legacy Award. Legacy is about life and living. Legacy is about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. With this premise in mind, there is no mistake in naming Cleve and Suzanne Curry the first recipients of this Legacy Award. Your commitment to the Lord, first and foremost, shines through in how you love others, how you listen and help others, how you continue to learn and become all that you can be, and how you lead others faithfully. You have been faithful with your life and your service to the Lord through this local church for many years. And for that reason, we are thankful that you have continued to make the choice to serve with this legacy commitment to the Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. In presenting this award to you, we recognize your faithful service for more than six decades. As you have been faithful through the years, the legacy continues as you continue to set the example for all of us to follow. Thank you for your commitment to the Lord and the Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. We look forward to how God will continue to 
to use you both in the days and years to come as you continue to live out your legacy. Along with this award today, the church board would like to begin the Curry Scholarship Fund to help music students be able to take lessons and that the legacy of music will continue through you for many years to come. And we have agreed to, to seed this scholarship with $1,000 to help students that you may know that need help receiving lessons. God bless you. We love you. We're serving him together faithfully, your Pittsfield Church Board staff and family. God bless you. God bless you. Give that to you. We knew that hanging something on the wall was one thing, but they needed a, a nice plaque to go with it. And so we have uh, made this plaque for you as well. And this is just for a remembrance of your legacy commitment to the church as well. And I want to ask Anel if she would come. She has some, some flowers uh, for you, Suzanne. And then the board said, you know what? That's great. We, we love Cleve and Suzanne and for all that they've done. Um, and it's great to put something on a wall and put something on a shelf and to enjoy some flowers. Um, but they wanted to make another uh, purchase for you. Um, we didn't we didn't know how to wrap this, so uh, this is a uh, somebody's going to have to help me with this. Um, Pastor Greg, would you come and help me with this? This is a Corinthian bell, and so. We want you to hear it. This is, these bells are, I guess they're perfectly tuned. Is that what you call it? And this is in the key of C. And so, you got it? I don't know if that's your favorite key or not, but, uh, uh, we uh, hope that you enjoy that and can remember that. Now we know this was a, a surprise, I hope, to, to Cleve and Suzanne, and uh, they, they did not know we were planning this uh, event. So in doing that, we kept it from you as well as the church body. And so what I want to say to you all as well, I know many of you would love to show your love and support to Cleve and Suzanne. And uh, so I'm going to ask you over the next coming weeks, if you would share a memory, jot it down, send them a card, bring it to church so we can share it with them. Uh, whatever you feel is appropriate to share a memory of the legacy that they are continuing to live for you, for your family, for this church, how they've been impactful to you. Thank you, family, for coming and being a part of this and making this all possible. Uh, we are so thankful uh, for you all and for your service to the church for so many years. What an incredible honor it is. And this is in no way, again, legacy is about life and living. And I'm so thankful that they are continuing to be a part uh, of the music program here at Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene, as well as so many other places that they serve and are faithful to. So we just want to say thank you. Uh, we are honored to be on this journey with you today, for sure. So thank you. Would you give them another hand?
wanted to be able to, to pray a prayer blessing over you. And uh, did you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but, uh, okay. I would like to say thank you very much for this uh, honoring, but I hate to be up here as the only one being honored or us the only one being honored because there's so much work done here. When he announced the topic of legacy, well, I wondered who they're going to honor. And then when he mentioned the distinguished citizen or distinguished, what's that term? Distinguished service award. Yeah, distinguished DSA. Uh, Distinguished Service Award, uh, we had already received that uh, under Brother Hill, and so uh, it wouldn't be me that would need to get up here. <laughs> it would be someone else that we were thanking for their work, and uh, I thank you all for the work that you do for this church, and it has been a glorious church in the past, and I anticipate uh, in the future that uh, People like you that should be up here also. Uh, lots of workers in this church. Well, we thank you for this honor. And uh, whoever thought of the uh, bell set, uh, the wind chimes, is just perfect. Uh, I, I have checked out those wind chimes at uh, uh, Farm and Home and uh, read the descriptions of how they're precisely tuned and how certain chimes are in one key and another. And uh, when I saw the size of those, I said, that's going to be a beautiful sound. Uh, I don't know if many of you have wind chimes, but they're a wonderful addition to your front porch. And uh, you can hear them uh, tinkling. Of course, on a windy day, you may need to go tie a rope around them Yes, I have done that also, but that is a wonderful gift and uh, will not deteriorate and uh, will be uh, there uh, reminding us of your appreciation for many years. And I do uh, thank you for the time that you've taken to honor us, but uh, we have uh, been uh, honored throughout the years by your participation and by the glorious uh, music that we've had in the past and we're thankful that uh, we see the future uh, musicians taking their places and uh, we know that they will uh, do well and serve us well and um, it's been hard to move my things home from the uh, <coughs> from the office, from the room back there, but uh, we're making room. Uh, we're evacuating slowly. And, uh, and uh, I've talked a lot more than I usually do, but if I turn it to Susan, we could be here a while. <laughs> and so... Uh, I will try to be brief. <laughs> Well, we are thrilled and so surprised. I would have had I would have asked Patty to do my hair today if I'd have known this. <laughs> I was feeling like I had a bad hair day today. So anyway, whatever. But uh, I look out and I see the young people. You know, 
this is this is the legacy. And when I see Adeline get up here, or her sisters, or any of them that we've been privileged to have students with, you know, it just blesses our hearts to see them take hold and do something. And we're getting where we feel like we don't have the connection with kids that maybe we once did. And we just don't know whether, well, should I even be trying to do this anymore, you know. But um, I tell you, I just want you to know that when your children participate, it's awesome. When I see uh, Greg and Sarah's girls get up here and sing uh, one of the good old hymns, I mean, they can sing anything, and it would bust my heart. I, I just thrill that the music that should be natural to us, and everyone, whether you're in sports or whatever, everybody has a voice, and to never use it and to grow up and say, oh, I don't want any part of that, hey, you're denying that God gave you a voice. It's an instrument. Whether you ever learn to play an instrument or not, you've got a voice. And it can praise the Lord. Just read the Psalms, how many times it says to use your voice to praise the Lord, even if you can't carry a tune. And, yeah, it's important to sing, even if you feel like you've gone on pitch all the time. So we just praise the Lord for all of blessings that we've enjoyed through the church and this is truly a blessing to me today because I've been sort of discouraged and Satan just tries to get in anywhere a little can you know and discourage you or something and you get on a path like that and you got to get stopped and reverse and let's get going again right and I praise the Lord today for all we love you all and you mean so much to us and that is the end please <laughs> Well, thank you again for everything. And again, uh, this is done in a way to say we love you and we need you. And we continue to need you to continue to live your legacy. And uh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that uh, when we when we held Pastor Ruzich's funeral and Cleve, uh, you shared with us, uh, I didn't know when it all started, but when you shared that day, that he believed in a young man to come and to lead this church and their music. Uh, I was blessed, and uh, I'm so thankful to be a part, to know you, to know you both, to serve with you, and I'm so thankful. I look forward to many, many years to come together as well. Can I pray with you? Uh, would that be all right? Would you just extend a hand out uh, to the Curry family? We want to pray for them. God, we are so thankful for your love for us. We thank you, Lord, for Cleve and Suzanne. We thank you, Lord, that they were both brought up to know and to, to respect and to revere your name. And they've continued to pass that down to their children, to their grandchildren. And by your power working in their life, not only can their families be successful in whatever they may do, but we as an entire generation can call ourselves blessed because we have served alongside this legacy couple. I pray, God, that you would continue to use them, go before them, create pathways for them to be instrumental in so many lives. And Lord, may we work together to bring your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you so much. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you for being a part of this special day.
we're glad you've been with us. Again, if you have a memory or a note of encouragement that you want to share with Cleve and Suzanne, I want to encourage you to do that this week and let them know how much you love and appreciate them. Let me uh, pray a prayer of blessing for us and we will go today. Father God, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your power working in and through each and every one of us. And as we leave this place today, may we leave with your blessing, with your anointing, and filled with your power, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen, amen. Have a great day. We'll see you tonight at 6.30.